starting a series today called Awakening. Awakening. I had an awakening this morning. I've been at this church since the last week of March 2014. Uh, didn't know whether I was going to be the pastor or just somebody filling in or what it was going to be. I've seen many things through the years come and go. I've seen many things happen. I've been blessed abundantly and I've been challenged more abundantly. And I haven't even talked to Lynn about this, but this morning I realized that in my ignorance, no, I tell you all the time, ignorance is a lack, is, is, is a lack of understanding. Stupidity is inability to learn. In my stupidity, I have ignored my knees. And I'm going to call this week and make an appointment with the Tennessee Orthopedic Association to see what I can have done. I can barely stand or walk right now. That's why I sit down so much. Uh, it hurts from my hips to my toes. But you know what? I'm still here. Because God has a plan. And He took away my stupidity and gave me knowledge. I'll be upfront. I don't have the money to get my knees replaced. I don't have the time off in my job to get my knees replaced. But you don't always have to get them replaced. They're bad enough that they're going to tell me you need your knees replaced. When I, when I kneel over, Lynn can tell you, when I kneel over, you can hear the bones scrunching back and forth in my knees. And it hurts. I live constantly in about a number four out of ten pain every day, all day. You kind of get used to it. If you've ever been in pain, you know that you kind of get used to it. I take ibuprofen every day, twice a day. If I don't, I hurt. We were driving down there. I was hurting this morning and, and we got in the car and my legs quit hurting, but uh, whatever's in the joints was hurting. I could, I could grip the steering wheel, but loosely. Can I tell you, I really don't care what all is going on in my body as long as I know God's with me. I can live through the pain. Jesus hung on the cross, church. I had an awakening today. How wonderful is God that as I start a series on awakening, He gives me an awakening. That's the God we serve. That's the God we serve. I asked Robert this morning, he looked at me like, he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody asked you a question and, and you want to answer and you're scared, you're going to go, no, no. I'll give you a hint before I, before I ask it. It, it. Mine's about like this size, has numbers right here, and has a radio on it, and has a beeper on it. So what wakes you up in the morning? What wakes you up? Alarm clock. Yeah, thank you. Alarm does. Mine beeps. And I smack that snooze button. Beeps again. I know I've got my snooze set for eight minutes. I'll start waking up 35 minutes before I need to get up. I'm still almost late for work. I have an alarm so I don't oversleep on work days and Sundays. Saturdays, that bad boy's off. I'm sleeping. That's my day to sleep. Had a guy call me, hey, how come you're not coming to the, to the bar and Bible study? I said, because it starts at 7. 
Well, how dedicated are you? I drive two hours every, every week to preach the gospel. Is that enough? <laughs> I drive to Woodbury to minister to people on my days off. Is that enough? I talk to everybody on the phone about God. Is that enough? <laughs> Can I tell you that right now, right here, right today, throughout this church, this county, this, this state, this world, there is a spiritual alarm sounding to awaken all Christians, to get our attention so that we may realize what is going on in the world around us. There is an alarm trying to awaken us. An awakening is, is a revival of interest and attention. It's a recognition, a realization, a coming into awareness of something, a renewal of interest in religion, especially in a community, a revival. There can be, and I can assure you there will be, two types of revival. An awakening of the body and an awakening of the spirit as we continue to rush toward the end of the age. I've told you before, we're like an out-of-control train rushing toward the end of time as we know and understand it. Whoever thought that Americans would be restricted by our government to attend church? Oh, you can go to church, you're going to have 10 in your, in your sanctuary. I violated that law. You all know that. There's few enough of us in here, we can, we can socially distance and be safe. There were churches that have tens of thousands that were shutting down because the government said you can't meet together. We are guaranteed by the First Amendment, church, our right to gather we're guaranteed because they do not give us permission. God does. It says in the First Amendment, Congress shall make no law prohibiting the free exercise of religion or of the right of the people to peacefully assemble. That's what most of us do when we go to church. I mean, there's some churches get pretty radical. How come... You can have a protest that breaks into a riot, but you can't have church. When you figure that out, tell me. Because nowhere in the Bible does it say to, to do your protest, but it does say in Hebrews 10.25, Paul wrote, Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. During the height of the virus, our government said you can't go to church, but whoever needs to go to the liquor store to get whiskey, you can go. <laughs> oh, whiskey is considered essential, but church wasn't. Gee, I don't know why America's going to hell. <laughs> I did a little study for this sermon. Alcohol increase, alcohol sales increased the week of March. 21st, 2020, 54% over 2019. That one week, 54% increase. But that's not... <laughs> the following week that ended March the 29th, sales of wine 
Liquor sales were up 204%. Wine was up 200%. And beer was up 159%. In one week. Liquor was up 204% that week. But then, but wait, but wait, as my infomercial goes. The week ending May 17th, 2020, alcohol sales went up 1,244%. But don't you dare go to church. They said, the government said, well, you can keep Planned Parenthood open and killing babies, but don't go to church. They said, we'll give you $500 million to keep the Planned Parenthood open, but you're on your own for church. Our government released one-third of all the criminals incarcerated, murderers and rapists included. You turned around and arrested restaurant and hair salon owners who were open during the pandemic. That's what's wrong with our country, church. And we need to be standing up for each other and say, you can say that, but God says, I'm to meet together. You see, what the awakening is going to happen is about the new world order. Well, I don't need to hear about that, Pastor. Well, it doesn't matter. You remember? If it's offends you, get over it. It's a picture-perfect example of how the new world order will take over the planet. They eliminate those of us who are strong in Christian faith because we do not bow down to their commandments. We bow down to the Almighty God and Him alone. Matthew 14, or 4.10 says, Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan! For it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and Him only shall you serve. When we bow down before the government and worship the stimulus checks and worship the false idols that the government is putting up, then we are not bowing before the Lord God Almighty. The command in the USA is, You bow down to what we tell you to, or we're going to cancel you. That's been around a lot longer than we realize. A friend of mine back in 2004 was on the Nashville City uh, Council and they voted, and even voted, he was the vote that broke the tie. And he voted against allowing teachers to cross-dress in school. They were going to allow, half the city council said, it's okay for men to dress like women. That doesn't affect anything. And he voted against it. I tried to call him at work and couldn't get through for three days because all of these people had published his work and his phone number in a liberal free magazine or paper and they tried to cancel him then. And we walk in fear of that. I mean, let's be honest. You can find out anything on the internet today. You can find out where somebody lives, how much they make. You can find out everything. And that fear will sometimes rise up in us. But I will not bow down, church. We have a culture of immorality labeling itself as moral. I'm immoral because I don't think homosexuality is right. 
Well, who are you to say that it's wrong? I don't. My God says it is. A political party that supports abortion and same-sex marriage now has control of both houses of Congress and the presidency. I'm not telling you be Democrat or Republican. I'm telling you to vote the Bible in the next election. Amen. And let me make this just straight out obvious. If you weren't concerned about the way the last election went through, left, right, middle, whatever you are, you need to wake up. Your alarm clock is sounding. There was some shady stuff going on. I don't know, I would have it hard to believe that there was enough votes altered for Trump to win the presidency again. However, that many votes that came in at midnight or later, the 100,000 votes that came in after the polls were closed, right Robert? There's something wrong. Integrity is out the window in our government when it comes to elections. Equally as bad or maybe worse is the fact that the, when, when these great numbers were exposed, the responsibility uh, for the election dispute went to the Supreme Court. And instead of making a decision, but acting out of fear, in my opinion, of, of the, of the, of the, of the uh, riots that would occur, they sidestepped the issue. They said, oh, well, you know, there's a, there, there's a technical reason we don't need to do this. Our nation is deeply divided and the chasm is, is spreading further. As a nation, we are in big trouble, my friends. And our international enemies know it. They know that we are struggling to have a united States of America. How are they going to respond? I don't know. But what I do know is we as Christians are not allowed to be passive in what's happening around the country. We need wisdom from above on how to proceed from here. The devil's sly. If he can't trip us up one way, he's going to try and trip us up another way. He wants us to fall. The narrow path to follow has a ditch on each side of it. On one side is spiritual passivity, and on the other side is carnal activity. We do not need to allow ourselves to be caught in either one of those ditches. We must persevere with our declaration of the truth. The time is short, and the need is more urgent than ever. By the grace of God, we will continue to stand for the principles from God's Word. Now is the time we must be committed and not give up. Scripture says, do not grow weary in well-doing. Scripture says, those who endure to the end shall be saved. Not those that stop halfway. Not those that give up. Not those that surrender. As I was studying this week, 
I read an article, and I don't know what... Uh, yes, I do, I read it. Episcopalian. Now, I, don't, I don't know if they call them priest or, or what the leader of an Episcopalian church is. But this, this woman, she had on her collar, similar to a Catholic, had a sermon about the Pope and about... Um, I think it was about the stance on homosexuality. And if you don't know, the Episcopalian church split several years ago over homosexuality. There was a bishop in, in New England, somewhere in Connecticut, New Hampshire, Vermont, I don't know where. He and his partner, his boyfriend, his husband, and he was being raised up and he was going to be raised to the next level. But many churches in the era, area said no. That's against God's Word. Well, the powers that be in that specific sect of Episcopalians said, we're going to do it. And they split. You may think that, that I'm judging this man, and I'm not. But I have to question, if you're a servant of God and not a servant of man, why do you push a church, a denomination, to the point of splitting for your own promotion? When a group is promoting themselves over promoting the Word of God, run. When someone takes their own promotion higher than they take the welfare of the church of God, run. When you read somebody that says, this is not a sin anymore, run. If it was a sin then, it's a sin now. If you need to know how things are going to happen, the coronavirus came in and took the world's greatest economy and in 40 days, and in, in a matter of a month or, or 60 days, 40 million people were looking for work. A virus shut down the greatest economy in the world, probably that the world has ever known. I think if you haven't, you need to look. And I'm, I, again, I'm not talking left or right. I'm talking about both sides. If you haven't noticed, I believe that our government is filled with, with, with ten-horned, ten egotistical, petty dictators. Look at what they did just last week. There, there's one guy, and I can't remember his name. He's about this tall, dark hair, Schiff maybe. Yeah who's saying this stuff about the court and saying this stuff about where they're wanting to dominate one side. Well, there's others that are just as bad wanting to dominate, dom to dominate the other side. Guys, we need to be compromising in our religion, not, comp not in our, compromising in our politics, not compromising in our faith. When it comes to something that speaks against your faith, do not compromise. C.S. Lewis said, uh, Compromise, is that, is that right? Compromise is a virtue of a, of a man without conviction. I'm convicted that the Word of God is the truth. 
I don't, I'm not really concerned with somebody who says, that's what it was. Thank you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The sermon was about all religions lead to God. What? No, they don't. I believe what Jesus said. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. I, I don't believe Islam leads to the same God that I serve. I, I don't believe Buddhism leads to the same God I serve. I don't believe that, that Hinduism leads to the same God that I serve. How can a, a religion, I don't remember which one it is, that has thousands and thousands of God lead to the one God, Jehovah? Church deception is already running wild in the world. Mm. If we do not use our freedoms to defend our freedoms, we're going to lose our freedoms. John Hagee said it like this, Beware of those who seek to take care of you, lest your caretaker becomes your jailer. <laughs> 30 days. That's how long it's going to take the Antichrist to come in and take control of the world. That's how long it took for the American media to terrorize American citizens into submission. I saw a video the other day where uh, uh, the mask police went into a place that no longer required masks and were yelling at them, telling them how evil they were and how wrong they were. It's your choice in most counties in this state of Tennessee to wear a mask or not. If you feel like you could harm somebody, wear a mask. If you feel insecure, wear a mask. If, if you don't, don't wear a mask. I've got to tell it. Lynn got a text from one of our friends and you know, again, let's, 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 let me be completely clear, completely honest. I don't care whether you get the shot or not. It's your choice. The vaccine is your choice. I will never have a passport to go somewhere, a, a vaccine passport. It ain't gonna happen. If I can't go without a vaccine passport, I ain't going. That's my East Tennessee answer, right? I ain't going. Her friend sent a message saying her, her cousin, I believe, or some, somebody related to her had taken the, the vaccine and died like 10 days later. Hadn't been sick at all. 30 years old. Got the vaccine and died. And, and our friend described it as Luciferian. It's a Luciferian vaccine. So Lynn, being the concerned mother that she is, sent a text to the kids and said, whatever you do, do not get that Luciferian vaccine. <laughs> they said, we haven't heard of that one, Mom. Is, is that? There's Pfizer and there's Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> I had to translate that. I had to send them say, look, she meant that it's of the devil, not the Luciferian. But 
I'm not sure that it's not of the devil. General Jack Keane said, China weaponized the coronavirus to destroy democracy's economy. Think about that. Why now? Why now? Because the presidential election was coming up and they had to get Donald Trump out of office. China had to get him out of office. He was, he was taxing them. He was saying, keep that junk. I mean, let, let's be honest, guys. Stuff made overseas. You buy a domestic-made shirt and you can wear it for years. You buy an import shirt from certain areas, you can wear it for weeks. You can wash it three times and it frizzles and frazzles. And he, He's saying, no, we're not going to do this. Now, again, I'm not saying, oh, Trump was the greatest. I'm saying he was doing something that blessed America. The U.S. economy was booming. America first. And that did not fit in to what the Illuminati or whoever else you want to call had plans for the new world order. You know, uh, how do we make it? How, how do we make it through all this? Well, Isaiah said in, in chapter 3, verses 10 and 11, Say to the righteous that it shall be well with them, for they shall eat the fruit of their doings. And verse 11 says, Woe to the wicked! It shall be ill with him, for the reward of his hands shall be given him. That's how we're going to make it. The righteous. Now understand, we, are, we have no righteousness in us. If you remember when I talked about the light, we, the God is our righteousness and, and through His reflection is our righteousness shown. God knows each group. I was, I was thinking today about that time that woman made me mad and I was not real nice to her. God didn't sit down on the throne going, boy, I wasn't expecting Marty to do that today. He already knew. But the message is to two groups who could not be more different. To the righteous, and I'm saying this morning to you, it will be well for you. It will be well for you. God will take care of you. No storm, no difficulty is too much for Him to handle. He will carry you through safe and sound. No matter what happens, Romans 8.31 is true. If God is for you, who can be against you? The problem is, too many preachers stop there. Oh, I like to hear that, Brother Marty. I like to hear God's for me. But He addresses more. He addresses the wicked. Woe to the wicked, it should be ill with them. If I don't preach both sides, I'm not serving God. Hmm. Woe, W-O-E, three letters. Means a whole lot of trouble. Who sang it? T-R-O-U-B-L-E. And a lot of it. There's nothing small about the verdict that God Almighty will put upon the wicked. Woe to the wicked. 
There's, there's stories about it in the Bible. Uh, uh, Haman and Mordecai. Haman was wicked. He thought he had everything going his way. He thought he had it under control. And his desired outcome was not the final outcome. Just as Esther asked God, said, said, God, give me wisdom, so should we. In this time of deceit and, and, and this time of evil wickedness, we need to say, God, can I have wisdom on how to handle this situation? Just as God gave it to her, He will give it to us. This is a time for operating in the wisdom that God gives. It is not a time for leaning on your own understanding. It is not a time for operating or acting out impulsively or out of frustration or emotion. Stop, take a breath, and be quiet. Be still. And listen. Psalm 37 verses 35 and 36. I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a native green tree. Yet he passed away. And behold, he was no more. Indeed, I sought him but could not find him. Situations don't always end the way they look like they're going to. I was madder than a wet hen about my taxes going up 34% in Nashville, Tennessee. Who do you think you are? And then they got caught. Because, uh, because they did a reappraisals and the average, it went up. And there could not be a, a tax increase in the year of the appraisals. And they had to rescind that 34% tax. All that is done in darkness will be exposed in the light. Amen. <laughs> Woo. God can turn matters around anytime He decides. Never discount the sovereignty of the God that we serve. Scripture says, Do not fret of evil because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Sometimes that's tough. Sometimes we look at some people... And say, how are they prospered, God? I mean, look at pro athletes. I, I have, I've been in a battle. I have never been a Pepsi-Cola kind of guy. But I have decided to boycott Coca-Cola. Yes. If you're going to inject your corporate policies into matters that do not concern you, that actually go down into scriptural matters or to matters of political. Your company, sell, sell Coca-Cola. Don't do this because somebody passed. Look, and, and again, I know it's political, and I'm not sorry because God says we're into everything. When Georgia passed that law, that's none of my business. But I can tell you that 150 feet away from the pole, you can get all the water you want. And I can tell you that within 150 feet, people can fill up a cooler and set it out there and you can have all the water you want. And I can tell you, you can rest assured that the reason they passed that was because people were walking up to Deanna this close from the po uh, polling place and saying, vote for so-and-so, here's a bottle of water. Wasn't advertising, didn't have the clothes on, but they're whispering, hey, this is for so-and-so, this is from so-and-so. 
And they're trying to stop. I could, ooh, I could take a wrong turn. Don't fret over evildoers. I'm not going to fret over what Coca-Cola does. I, I've never been a huge Major League Baseball fan. And I'm blessed now. Because I don't ever have to watch a game again. Amen. You see, what happens, guys, when somebody operates in evil? They pulled the, the All-Star game, which was going to bring somewhere around $100 million of income into Atlanta, Georgia. The city of Atlanta, Georgia is 80% African American. So they pulled out the game. They hurt 80% of the people in Atlanta, Georgia. Stupidity rules the day sometimes, doesn't it? I mean, come on. Don't fret over evildoers. God says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret because of Him who prospers way, because the man who brings wicked schemes to pass cease from anger and, and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it only causes harm. So there are two things we, we need to know that we see here when we see the wicked op you operate in the new world order coming into power. Do not fret. The Hebrew uh, word that's translated as fret is karah. It carries the idea of not being hot with anger. It says, don't be furious. It's further clarified as a statement, uh, cease from anger, in, verse eight, in that verse says, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it only causes harm. When you re react in, in hot anger, it's only going to cause harm for you and somebody else. And in contrast, they were said, rest in the Lord. So don't act out in anger and rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for God. Rather than taking the hang, uh, actions in your own hands, listen to what God says. You know, we, we, we're in this virus, this plague, whatever you want to call it. And it's politically incorrect to say that God would send a plague or God would do this. But, you know, He, he sent plagues upon Egypt. Now, that wasn't the period of grace that we're in now, but He did it. And, and you know, we're living, we're living in some difficult times. And, and I believe that, that we... I believe that we need to realize what has been going on in our lives. God mentions in, in 2 Chronicles... 7, and it's not 14, 7, 13. Listen to what it says. Well, not 13, 7, 7, 13, Marty. When I shut up heaven and there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people. Yes, that's the Old Testament God. He sent the plagues on Egypt. When we only see the secondary issues that are happening, we miss the point of what's going on. 
I know that we can't always be uh, Pippi Longstockings. Is that, is that what they used to call you? Where you always have this positive attitude and everything's going to be just rosy. I understand that, but, but when we only see uh, things going on like with China and the, and the plague worldwide, we, 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 we see the, the quarantines and the vaccines. We see all this, but they're all secondary issues. God is using a problem to get our attention. God is calling for repentance. We as Christians should never look at something in a carnal way. Yes, that's difficult. But as long as I look at it in a political or carnal way, I will not see what God is, des is desiring from me. I will not see that He's wanting repentance. And I will not see what the long-term effect will be upon my life. The judgment of God is coming. And the only answer lies in repentance. The lasting answer is found in turning from the behavior that brought the judgment. As long as we see the solution to be the changes in others, we probably won't resolve the problem in ourselves. We need to look at ourselves. It's when we take a personal responsibility to change our lives that progress is made. My message to you, church, today is take responsibility for what God wants to change in you. Moses asked the question, Deuteronomy 32, verse 30. How could one chase a thousand and two put ten thousand to flight unless their rock had sold them and the Lord had surrendered them? Well, yeah, one put a thousand to flight, two, ten thousand. He's not talking about God's people chasing a thousand of the enemy. He's talking about one of the enemy chasing God's people. Ouch. That can only happen when the rock, when God has turned them over to defeat. When we as God's people are not in the right relationship with the Lord, we cannot stand before our enemies. We must be in that right relationship, church. I believe COVID-19 is a dress rehearsal for the new world order. I believe the Antichrist is coming. We are opening the door as Christians because of sin in the church. Isaiah 3.9 says, And they declare their sin as Sodom. They do not hide it. Brazenly declared sin is now justified, even celebrated, so there's no longer any shame of it in the United States of America. Churches proudly declare themselves as gay. People openly live and, and live together without matrimony. It's one thing to be in sin, but it's a whole other thing for us to agree and live with it. But when we're unashamed of the sin, then we are ripe for the judgment of God. That was a situation in Isaiah's day, and it's a situation in the visible church today. I believe a reign of terror is coming, up, coming in the future to planet Earth that will make COVID-19 look like a walk in the park. 
I believe that with all my heart. Medical experts were telling us that COVID-19 would infect 81% of the U.S. population with 2.2 million Americans dying. That produced fear. Reasonable fear? Unreasonable fear? Not for me to say. But fear was rampant. You remember when it first hit? Try and buy, why would anybody buy 32,000 rolls of toilet paper? You couldn't buy toilet paper anywhere. <laughs> the numbers never were close to that. And I'll get off on my political rant again. Why would I believe Dr. Fauci or the World Health Organization? Enough said. I'll stop right there. <laughs> oh. Just as COVID was brought to us in fear, the New World Order and the Antichrist will rule the world in fear. If you refuse to take the mark on your forehead or on your hand, your head will be cut off. Or you will not be able to buy and sell and trade. Those who reject Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord of the life are going to have that experience to choose between having your head cut off or taking the mark of the beast. And when they take the mark of the beast, they will lose their soul. Period. Do I think the, the Luciferian vaccination is the mark of the beast? I, that's not for me to say. I will tell you that I will never have a chip implanted in my hand that has all my medical information and all my credit and everything else listed on it. That's not a God. Gay wrong teed. Mm. When you take the mark, every move you make will be, will, be, will be charted. They'll know exactly every dollar you spend. Right now, America's racing toward a food crisis. We are. If you don't know that, we are. Because about 30 million acres of American land are owned by overseas corporations. 30 million acres of our farms are owned. We're, uh, when the crops over there fail, the owners of our crops are going to take them to their people first. If I need to tell you who owns it, it begins with a C, ends with an A, and has an H-I-N in the middle. Mm. We're dumping, for, for now, I don't know how long now, we've been dumping milk by the thousands of gallons. We're killing calves and, 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 and steer that, that could be eaten, but because we can't get it to the market to sell it, people can't get to the market to buy it, it's... It's a bottleneck created by COVID-19. Robert and I were talking today about the price of lumber. A two-by-four that used to be able to buy a few years ago, straight, solid, nice piece of wood was about a, a buck forty. Now you can get one that looks like a dog's hind leg for eight dollars. Steel, I sell steel. Since, since November of 2020, steel has doubled plus 20% in price. Why? Greed, possibly. Lies, definitely. I don't know. But everything is becoming bottleneck. We're blaming everything on COVID. Do you see how the New World Order and, and, and the Antichrist are going to bottleneck everything? And either you go through that 
or you don't get anything. Church, I want to tell you, now is the time of our awakening. Our forefathers bled and died to give this land to the free and the home of the brave. Write your politicians. Get involved. Tell them you want the U.S. to break the, the iron grip that foreign nations have on our economy. What was the problem with, with, with so much? China was making all of our drugs. <laughs> well, why would I take medicine made in China? They hate us. Actually, they love us. They're getting all of our money. Our worthless, notebook paper money. Some of you might remember, I think it's somewhere in the late 60s, early 70s, when we had to do away with the gold standard because we didn't have enough gold to cover all the money that we're printing. How in the world did we come up with $2 billion to give out? We printed it. That's how we did. And it's worthless as piece of dirt outside if you get right down to it. What's the old say? It's not worth the paper it's printed on. We as Christians must stand up as Christians, as people who, who are, 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 are diplomats, ambassadors for God in a foreign land. This isn't our home. We reside here, but our home is heaven. And we need to be affecting this country with our faith, not let somebody else say, no, that's not good anymore. God's telling us that we're walking in the midst of the American church and giving opportunity. He says, I am walking in the midst of your church and giving the opportunity for repentance. I hope that pastors are preaching this all around the country. This is not a time for feeling good. This is a time for crying out. I believe that the future depends on what the church does right now. I believe that. It does not hedge on what secular sinners do. They sin. That's who they are. That's all they know how to do. But people who are called, God says, but people who are called by my name know better. I hold them responsible for the, for the future of this nation. If you do any studying and stuff, got something to write with, write down these two things. Cloward, C-L-O-W-A-R-D dash Piven, P-I-V-E-N. Strategy. The Cloward Piven strategy. And then write down the name Saul, S A U L, Alinsky, A L I N S K Y. Read through those and you'll see what's going on in our country today. Saul Alinsky was a socialist who started uh, community organizing. I believe anybody could be a community organizer. All you got to do is go in and get everybody riled up to the point they're going to go and make demands. If you didn't know, New York City went bankrupt in, in the 70s because of the Cloward Piven strategy. Cloward Piven, Cloward Piven were a husband and wife who taught at one of the 
uh, Ivy League universities came up with this strategy on how to tear down the United States from inside out. If you ever heard the statement, don't let a, don't let a crisis go to waste, that's where it came from. Monies were tight, times were hard, people unemployed, and they came in riling up the people saying, the, the, the city charter says you deserve this much food, you deserve these blankets, and you deserve this. Go and demand it. And all these people started rushing to the welfare offices and New York went bankrupt. Well, I, I'm laid off. I demand. I think Robert put it on Facebook that uh, the, a picture, I think he's at a Wendy's restaurant or somebody, said stimulus checks paid here every two weeks. Get a dead gym job, people. They're out there. They're out there. Are you making what you used to? Maybe not. But it's a whole lot better than spending our grandchildren into eternal oblivion. And that's what we're doing. And when you look up those two, search for politicians that follow that teaching. There are many of them. There's a congresswoman named Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. There was a presidential candidate named Hillary Clinton. There was a president. Got eight years in presidency. Who was a community organizer before he got into politics. Socialist. If you're able to figure out why socialists want to destroy this country, please let me know. That's how they got rich. Why they wanted to destroy it. Well, not everybody has. Well, maybe they need to go for the duff and get then. I don't have a choice to sit at home. I've got to feed Lynn. And Louie and Mickey. I believe we had a four-year reprieve from the socialism. I believe it's back in power now. I believe that God was giving us the time to look at ourselves and, and giving us the time to, to come out from under the oppression that, that, uh, that the oppression and the organizations were being threatened under this oppression like fa uh, 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 focus on the family. They tried to put Hobby Lobby out of business because they didn't provide birth control for their employees. Don't, this is not an answer question because I'm going to give you the answer. The number one 100% guaranteed birth control abstinence. Don't do it, you don't get pregnant. Do it, get married. Oh, man. That oppression was held back. God gave us the reprieve so that we could hear Him and return to Him. For, for the church to have a good future, there are four things that are required. And that's where 714 comes in. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. We have to humble ourselves. We have to pray. We have to seek God's face. We have to turn from our wicked ways. Jeremiah says in, in chapter 19, I think it's verse 12 or 13, when you seek me with all of your heart, 
you will find me. Seeking Him half-heartedly will leave us out in the dark. We are living in a 2 Chronicles 7, 13 and 14 generation. I believe the call wrapped up when COVID hit. Repent. Turn from your wicked ways. Humble yourselves. You see, it disrupted everything in life it seems like. Our churches were disrupted. Our sports events were disrupted. Our restaurant experiences were disrupted. Our education system was disrupted. Our economic prosperity took a hit. And what did we do? Printed trillions of dollars and kicked the problem down the road. That payday will come. And there'll be a, a terrible reckoning of what has happened. God is calling us to repent. This is not about anybody else. Not the secular humanist, not the liberal casual believer, or, or the conservative doubter. This is about us. Who know what it means to be called by His name. When God demands repentance, nothing else can substitute for it. And He is demanding repentance from His church. We have drifted away. You can name it, claim it, prophesy it until you're red in the face, but obedience to the command is all that matters. Isaiah 58.3 says, God's people asked, Why have we fasted and have not seen it? They gave Him something. We fasted for you, God. That's not what I told you I wanted. We're ignorant to what God wants. Because we don't take the time to listen. They gave God a religious response, but they did not give Him the required repentance. We can give a religious response, but our heart has to change. Our thoughts have to change. When we do not give the Father what He wants, we should expect the consequences. The Bible says those whom He loves, He chastens. Not because he lost his temper, but because it's the only way to get us where we need to be. If you're not corrected, you don't know you're wrong. Sometimes, and I know you all aren't nearly as hard-headed as I am, but sometimes I feel like God's looking at me and said, Son, we can do this the hard way, or we can do this the easy way. Oh, I can tell you, assuredly, we are as a church, not as a church here, but as the church of Jesus Christ worldwide, we are on the verge of having forfeited the opportunity to do it the easy way. I believe there is a shaking that is about to come. All things that can be shaken will be shaken. And I want to close with these three reasons for shaking. Shaking awakens us from deep sleep. Shaking removes what is dead. Why do you think the, the, the fall has the same winds as the spring? 
because all the dead leaves, you, you watch, if you never notice, the strong, strong October, November winds blow all the dead limbs, all the dead leaves out of the trees. He's shaking it so that the dead will fall out. There are dead among the Christians in church. There are. And He's going to shake us so that the dead will fall out. But the shaking also assists in the harvest. Have you ever been in maybe South Georgia, seen the big pecan trees, or maybe in Florida, seen the orange groves? They have these machines that come up and they wrap around it and they shake it. And all the, all the ripe fruit falls out and is gathered. That's what God's going to do. When we're ripe, He's going to shake it. And Lord help the world when we get shaken. Mm. <laughs> Let us be aware of the shaking to awaken us right now. We're in that time. And the things that are to follow as the shaking continues, we need to be prepared for. May God have mercy on the preaching of His Word. Father God, we thank You for Your blessings and Your mercy and Your grace. Lord, I repent right now in front of this church of anything that I have done, intentional or unintentional, spoken or thought. Forgive me, Father. Wash my mind with the water of Your Word. Cleanse my heart as only You can. And make me a vessel for Your use only. Father, we give You all the praise, honor, and glory in this house. In the holy name of Jesus, and all of God's people said, Amen.